You are listening to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Journey Church Tampa. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy it. Okay. Are we ready for the word this morning? Yeah. Um, how many love a good movie? A good movie. How many are Lord of the Rings fans? How many are Harry Potter fans? How many, I know you're not supposed to say that in church, but how many uh, like the Chronicles of Narnia? How many are Beowulf fans? Anyone there that like that? Okay, cool. There's a few of you. Uh, how many of you are more rom-com? You like the romantic comedies? It's okay. You can admit it. Um, I'm not a big fan of those either. How many like Pride and Prejudice? We, we all enjoy uh, different uh, movies. And I think the thing that one of the things that I love about a good story, specifically any any good story where there's an underdog, it needs a bully, a victim, a tension point, highs, lows, just everything you can imagine, and then a moment of clarity, a moment of clarity. I mean, when you find Hagrid coming in and revealing to Harry, you know, you're a wizard, Eric, you know, the idea that... We all get ourselves caught up in, uh, especially when we watch a story like that or we watch a movie, we all get caught up in this idea that we might one day have someone tell us that we uh, were adopted uh, and really our parents are princes, they're kings, um, and that our destiny is something completely different. I love what C.S. Lewis had to say. He said that since it is so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least have heard of brave knights and heroic courage. Otherwise, you're making their destiny not brighter, but darker. And once we're going to celebrate Advent, and I can't think of a better story than Advent. Every year we, we have celebrated, uh, I think, well, probably since about 2008, 2009, as a church, we, we celebrate Advent. We've got a lot of new people to our church. Our church has grown over this last year. A lot of people that watch by the live stream. And you may not be familiar what Advent is. And so today I'm just going to do what we call just kind of a little setup sermon. The idea of just kind of introducing us to what Advent is. So that next week when Advent actually starts, we know what goes on. We have a ton of traditions here at the church uh, when it comes to Advent, for example, uh, this is a new tradition we started last year. It's the second year that we do it. Our staff goes to candle pour, and we create our own candle, our own Advent candle. Um, and then we light the Advent candle before service. This year, we're actually going to be making those candles available for purchase if you like one of those candles. Um, and then we're going to actually be giving out Advent uh, manuals that we can be doing uh, Advent together in our own homes, and we're super excited about that. But when we talk about Advent as a whole, what does it mean? Well, I felt like this year would probably be, and I shared this on Friday night, would probably be one of the best ways or best years to actually celebrate Advent. Advent is this time of waiting, the time of coming, Jesus coming to us and waiting. I don't know about you, but 2020 has been that year for me. Has it been that year for you? Just this constant sense of waiting, this constant sense of frustration, this constant sense of like, what is God doing? When is this virus going to be over? When am I going to be able to get back to normal? And I think this is the time of the year when we can probably really put Advent and waiting together along with this new hope of 2021 and what it would mean for us to be able to do something different with our lives. So when it comes to this story of Advent, our hearts leap 
our hearts always leap when it comes to a good story. We enjoy the storytelling aspect, the suspense, the possibility of discovery, betrayal, the emotions of embarrassment, the struggles with self and fear, all the stories that we have that shape us and they hold up a mirror for us sometimes to see ourselves. But they're also a good point for us to be able to see that there is a champion of every story and that champion is Jesus. And so during the, this season of Advent this year, we're gonna be studying the life of Hannah. We're gonna take her story week after week after week and we're gonna take it all the way through to the end to be able just to, to spend some time with her and her faith and her son Samuel as she released him back to the Lord. The idea that sometimes we're provoked into frustration because of circumstances as, we, as Sarah read this morning. And so in Advent, the power of the Holy Spirit works deeply in us. The, the power of waiting, the power of his coming, the idea of what it means for his coming. And John Eldridge said this, that the most dangerous man on earth is the man who has reckoned with his own death. All men die, few men ever really live. And then he goes on and he says this, he said, the true test of man, the beginning of his redemption actually starts when he can no longer rely on what he's used all his life. The real journey begins when the false self fails. And so what you see with Advent, and there's three aspects to Advent that I want you to see, is it means coming in Latin. We see Jesus come three times. The first time he comes as a baby. We find that he comes as a baby in swaddling clothes. We've heard that many times before. The second thing is he comes into our lives now. And we're thankful that Jesus isn't just going to return, that he didn't just come many years ago, but that he's coming to our lives now. And how many are thankful for Jesus who lives alongside of us in the midst of the waiting, in the midst of the heartache, in the midst of the heartbreak? Jesus is with us in the middle of it all. Amen. And the third thing is, is that we find that Jesus is going to be coming back for his people as king and judge. And how many would agree with me? That's a great story. You hear all kinds of stories of how Jesus is going to come. He's going to split the eastern sky. There's going to be a trumpet that sounds his coming back. The idea that the dead in Christ shall rise first. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a fantastic story that I want to be a part of. That Jesus, his returning, is coming. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, that hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So as we wait so we wait. The Israelites had to wait 400 years for the redemption of their nation. They found themselves in exile. I'm thankful that we don't have to wait 400 years for this virus to be uh, overthrown, that we don't have to wait for life to get back to normal. But even in the midst of that nine, 10, 11 months, we can still feel that sense of groaning, that still sense of what does it mean? Should we shut down our Thanksgiving meal? Should we not? All of the different things that are going on. You see the cases starting to spike again, all of the different turmoil that we find going on within our world. But how many are thankful through all of that, that Jesus has not abdicated the throne, that he is still on the throne and he still has promised that I'm in charge of everything, right. that he's good. And that is really the idea of celebrating Advent, the idea that we are going to come and wait the foot of the cross, and we're going to wait for the Holy Spirit to change us. We're going to wait for the Holy Spirit to minister to us. That many of us, and, and, and I know that I am terrible at this, that I, especially when I get into uncomfortable situations, I'm going to try to find a way to get out. Does anyone else know what I'm talking about? But there are sometimes circumstances or situations that the Father puts us in that only he can deliver us from. 
And there's something about his delivery from those circumstances that changes everything. It is literally shutting down everything that we try to do with our own hands and saying, Father, you come and you minister. Because when he sets the prisoner free, the prisoner is set free for good. When he opens up the prison door, the prison door is never, ever to be closed again. Because that is the God that we serve. That is the spirit of the Father that we serve. That he is good and he does good to his people. How many have ever heard of the hero's journey chart? Anybody ever heard of it before? Uh, team, if you will go ahead and put that up for me. But it, it's basically this chart that talks about how heroes, when they start out in their adventure, and we probably have seen all of this uh, many different times before, and you can actually plot a lot of your movies, a lot of your thought processes on this, and you see that there's this start and then a call to adventure. Then they meet a mentor, like a Gandalf just shows up. Then they go into crossing a threshold, which is going from this normal world that they've known all their life into their unknown. And then they go into trials and failures, and there's a helper there, like a Samwise Gamgee. And then they go on to grow new skills. And then there's that tension, that death or that rebirth, this idea that there's difficulty or frustration. And the revelation where they find out something about themselves that they didn't know beforehand. And it's all of a sudden now it's alive on the inside of them. And then they get into these, uh, these challenges or these uh, final changes. Then you find this atonement. Then they get a gift, this idea that uh, someone shows up and gives them something. And they return back to the normal world changed. And then there's an end. See, Advent isn't just a story of Jesus coming. Advent is also a story of how he changes us. Advent is also a story of wading through all the difficult seasons in our life. Because here's the thing I can guarantee you. That 2020 has impacted you one way or the other. Either you're coming out on the, this side of it much more like Jesus. Or you're coming out on the other side of it much less like him. The idea here is that no one is going to make it out of this unscathed. But I don't know about you, but I know this. When Jesus is huge, Jesus is big in my life, and Jesus is a part of our lives, and we're following him, we're always going to come out on the other side of it much stronger than the way that we went in. And that's the thing that we've been praying this year, really, as a church, is that God would minister to us, that God would heal us, that God would touch us, that God would strengthen us, and that he would continue to build and solidify our foundation in him. That the power of God is big, and the power of God is strong, and that we know that he's going to move on our behalf. And so we believe that. We believe that as we move into this season of Advent, as we celebrate, as we stop for just a moment and we wait, we come together with generations of Christians who have looked back, who've also celebrated what he's doing now, but have also looked to his return, his return for big things. And that's what we're going to do this year. We're going to celebrate Advent. Does that sound good? It's really simple and really easy. And like I said, I told you it wasn't going to be very long. So worship team, go ahead, come on up and help me this morning. We're going to pray here for a little while. And go ahead and stand with me. Let's just take a moment. Let's just wait on the Holy Spirit.
just a moment. Just really feel like the Holy Spirit. Even as I, I got ready this morning, I could just sense that the Lord wanted to do something special during this time. Um, I just want to encourage you, as always, if you will, just go ahead and grab your phone and go to our Facebook page. If you have a prayer request, I just want you to go ahead and you can put it up there. And no matter what it is, no matter how big or how small, I just want to take some time to pray over it. But I'm just going to pray for just a moment. I just really feel like Lord's laid some things on my heart, and I just want to pray. For some of you, this it may land for you, it may not. And the point is really just to, to listen to the Holy Spirit and respond. I've learned over the years that every time that I do, something happens. We can have great communication, great worship, but nothing, 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 nothing powerful as the Holy Spirit moving in someone's life in just a moment. And so I just want to pray right now. I just feel really led to pray over people that just have a sense of heaviness. Like you're just not enjoying the same things that you used to. You're just kind of going through the motions and you've been going through the motions for a while. Maybe it's just even kind of crept into your marriage. Maybe it's into your job. And the Holy Spirit this morning just kind of wanted to shake you out of it. Not because he's angry at you, not because you're doing anything wrong, but because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so, Father, right now, I just pray over that man or over that woman. It may just be experiencing that just feel so downtrodden. It's just having a hard time lifting their hands, having a hard time singing, having a hard time even getting into any Thanksgiving or Christmas spirit. Father, I pray that you would send joy in the name of Jesus. Yes. That you would send joy. I just pray over those that their heart has just felt so dry. Like you've just been trying everything to, to ignite a fire. You've been trying to go back to the old wells. You've been trying to just dip into some old things that you used to do. And I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would come. And I mean, just like Edda would just drop rain on your dry spirit. This week, you would experience joy with your family like you haven't in years. That you would enjoy traditions like you haven't in years. That you would find yourself crawling into your study or into your front porch or maybe into your favorite chair, opening up scripture and scripture coming alive to you in, in a way that it hasn't in years. I just pray in the name of Jesus that heaviness would be broken and joy would be its replacement. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I just, right now, I just pray over our moms. I just get this sense of just like, I'm just failing. First of all, we just come against that lie. 
and we just say, Mom, like, we just pray life over you right now. Specifically, if you're a mom here and you just feel like you're at wit's end, I mean, you have pushed and pushed and you've tried to do everything that you can. You just feel like things are just unraveling with your kids. You just feel like things, you're just not on your game. I pray grace over you right now. I pray that your spirit would come, your anointing would come, your favor would come. And I pray we against the lie of the enemy. And I pray that this season would be a season of restoration. Maybe you haven't heard from your kids for a while. Maybe your relationship with your kids are strained. I pray in the name of Jesus that there would be restoration and reconciliation. I pray that this year would be a year of, of just your family coming together in a way that it never has before. I pray there would be a freedom and a release and an anointing and grace. And I pray that this would be a season where you're not beating yourself up or comparing yourself. I pray against comparison in the name of Jesus. I pray that you wouldn't be concerned about how your turkey looks or you wouldn't be concerned about what the table looks like compared to something else that you see this week. I pray that you would be able to enjoy your family and the people that are right in front of you because of the grace and the goodness of God. I pray right now, there's, I think there's someone here that's just, may, you might be losing your job after the first of the year. And there's some people talking about it, maybe layoffs or whatever, and I just want to pray over your heart. I just want to pray that the Holy Spirit would protect you. That you would not allow this season to have a black cloud hanging over it because of what may happen after the first of the year. Father, you have never, ever left your seat begging for bread you will never leave us. I pray that this would be a season of your favor. This would be a season of your grace. This would be a season of your, of your, of your blessing and your provision. We are so glad that you were able to listen in to the Sermon Audio Podcast. For more information about our church and all that is happening, visit journeychurchtampa.com 